I think the main thing for me when I started down the path was in realizing that once you sell, there's just no control. And that was fine, but I really was concerned. I've had horror stories of many colleagues who've sold their businesses and the employees either get let go, the culture changes, they don't have the connection to the community. And that was a concern for me. I definitely was fearful that I had set these folks up with a great job path themselves. And for me just to walk out and sort of leave them potentially at risk of losing their job um, was was something that was very concerning to me. Welcome to the Business Transition Roadmap. My name is Elizabeth Ledoux, and through my years, I have seen how communities thrive when business succession and transition are done well. Me and my team at the Transition Strategists have been helping business owners develop and implement transition strategies for over 30 years. And on this show, we want to help you by giving you the roadmap to a healthy business transition. Let's get started. So welcome back to the Business Transition Roadmap. Um, Today, we have Beth Hoff Blackmer with us, who is the owner of Aspen Rental up in Aspen, Colorado. And I'm just very, very grateful for Beth to um, be here to share with us a little bit about her journey with her business and also a little bit about her journey with her transition so far. Um, it is a journey and we have been working with Beth a little bit. Um, so I'm just happy that she's here to share with you some of her highlights and also some of her challenges so that we can all learn together. So Beth, welcome. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so happy. Um, I'd love to start with you telling a little bit about your story and how you got into this business. Um, Maybe tell a little bit about that transition in the beginning and then kind of, you know, what the path has been to get you to today. Okay. Well, uh, my dad started Aspen Rental in 1967. So we've just celebrated 55 years this year. Um, I obviously grew up in and around the business, but never worked in it. And in 1999, his manager announced to him that he was going to need to leave the altitude due to getting glaucoma. And so my dad was just going to sell the business. And I didn't really think much about it, but I had, uh, it was not, I don't know construction, so it wasn't going to be my story. But then some family, influential family friends came to me on a bicycle ride one day and said, we've been thinking about it and we think you should take over the business. And I thought, me, I don't know how to do that. But they explained to me why and how I could make it work. And so I approached my father and he was just thrilled um, and basically said, well, that's good because I was going to sell it as soon as we got home from this trip, which we were on. And, uh, so I then, he, the one thing is he wanted me to buy it because there were other siblings. I said, okay, how do we do that? So we, we worked through that. And so that was, uh, um, August of 99. I started, I became the owner in January of 2000. So I have just completed my 23rd year here and, um, it's been great. I had, I grew the business a lot in the early 2000s hit the recession like everybody else. We have always been a bit immune up here to things like the, the recession. So I wasn't as quick to the draw and retrenching, but I, so I lost a lot of the business, but thankfully gained it all back and have had positive growth since 2011. So, um, 
2021 was our biggest year on record. It was also my hardest for uh, employee issues, which is no surprise to the world. And I really was just like, I don't know how much more of this I have in me when I was dealing with the difficult situation with one employee who was one of my key employees who left on a medical and then disappeared on us after he was supposedly fine to come back. And uh, I, at this point, was working 12 hours a day and weekends, and it was just tough. So my father... In 2021, I'm sitting at a dinner with him and out on an outside patio and he goes, you should just sell the business. You've, you've worked your tail off and you're about the same age as I was when I you know, sold it to you. So you should start doing that. So I started down the path of what does that mean and could I do that? And uh, my husband retired last year. So I was like, well, maybe there's another place for me to be other than here 12 hours a day. What a concept. So started down the path of it in the fall, thinking about it, talking about it. And then um, thankfully heard your podcast in January that uh, you were a guest on another podcast. And I went, oh, I need to talk to her. So I reached out and I'm really, really thankful because I thought I was just going to go on the traditional method. And we'll talk more about that. But uh, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because um, it, it's a small world because you actually were connected a long time ago to my husband, who yes. I met Helly's King because he was the pilot the week that I went. As did I. <laughs> yes. And so, um, yeah, very fun to have that connection and enjoyable. So, um, so as you... As you navigated into this potential sale um, and started to explore it, what what were you thinking about at the time, and um, and what was in your mind or your heart that you were concerned about? I think the main thing for me when I started down the path was in realizing that once you sell, there's just no control. And that was fine, but I really was concerned. I've had horror stories of many colleagues who've sold their businesses and the employees either get let go, um, the culture changes, they don't have the connection to the community. And that was a concern for me. I definitely was fearful that I had set these folks up with a great job path themselves and for me just to walk out and sort of leave them potentially at risk of losing their job um, was, was something that was con- very concerning to me. Um, I had another colleague uh, selling off to one of the big industry um, rental companies and listening to her and the stuff that was happening with her employees, as well as the culture change and everything else, it just gave me kind of a bad taste in my mouth. So um, and as we did the compass with each other, that became really evident to me that maybe there was another way. And I had made a great hire in September, right after I had that conversation with my father of 21. Um, and this gentleman had run a business for owners before where they were absentee. And I knew that before he came to me, he was their hotel sold and he was all of a sudden out of a job. Similar, same story. They thought he was going to have his job forever. And then the new company brought in a new management firm. So then he, um, I knew he was looking to buy before he came to work for me. So I 
through you, we had some communications about how to do the fishing expedition and kind of ask what his future looked like and what he would he be interested without discussing any kind of financial side of it. And he was. So we are working on that path right now. That's really great. Yeah. And it's great that, um, you know, sometimes things do fall into place mm -hmm. and it's interesting because past history really influences where we're headed and with him having that experience and wanting to buy, um, you know, he clearly didn't want to have the same thing happen to him again Correct. that happened to him there. So yeah. this, you know, there is sometimes with successors, you're trying to figure out what will motivate them and get them to where they really are interested in taking the risk and they understand it, that entrepreneurial um, spirit, see if they have it. But um, I'm, I'm sure it sounds like um, he definitely had that. Yeah. And that, that was a big key was that I, I knew that, I mean, many people, including I'm, my husband worked for the same place for 42 years, which nobody yeah. does at this point in their lives, but he did. <laughs> and he is that person that would have never gone out to risk uh, anything. The, the, the whole thing for our 20 some years together, he's just thinks I'm crazy, but, um, and I was with him when I took over the business. So he, um, so knowing that there's that and that and other employees that were here and I even, but you know, longer term employees that were here that, that I knew I didn't have that person in here prior to, um, the gentleman that is going to be coming in at, uh, at, at a, a partial, um, ownership. We were going to do the whole thing. Um, I was going to sell to him on January 1st. He was going to go out and get an SBA and we were going down that path through the summer when, and he worked with another, uh, mentor to me who helps people get financing. And he, that gentleman, as well as another person in this Valley sort of said, maybe slow things down when the interest rates started going up and the potential unknown of what was going to happen with a potential downturn, et cetera. They just said, you know, rather than having him put his whole life on the line and then run the, you know, have no cash reserves or anything that maybe just slow things down and you've been willing to stay for a period of time. So why don't you work in that direction and make him, you stay the majority owner, get him in, um, have him be put his, put his, uh, put his weight into it and uh, he'll be part of it, but then give him the, so, but the deal we've come up with is for 36 months, I will be here with him and uh, be able to hopefully not, but be able to help if we need, if we do have a downturn and we need some uh, cash support. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you, when we did your roadmap, you were thinking that you were going to stay and help him anyway. So yeah. you were committed to being his mentor and his teacher and making sure that he did well. Yeah. And just from the financial side, I just want to highlight that because there's so many owners who would love to get their employees in. And sometimes it does take a little bit of creativity mm -hmm. to make that happen. And I think one of the biggest things to keep in mind when, when you are trying to figure that out, um, is to make sure you understand what you're trying to accomplish in your objectives and know what you're giving up and know what they're getting, because it's kind of like a gift to them. And, but you also have to be okay with it yourself. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was a lot of it was thinking about what that looked like. And he's only been here for a year and change at this point. So I knew that I, I couldn't walk out the door on January 1st and expect that this place would run with any consistency. Cause even every day he asks me something, it's just something he hasn't done before with the business. And, he, and uh, so we we're working a plan out of how, how much he's already taken over a tremendous amount of things off my plate, which has been fabulous, but he, every, you know, we're just progressing up and up that he takes over more and more things and so I don't see as far as the day-to-day operations and how the business is moving, we'll all slowly be less and less involved in day-to-day and he is um, taking over more and more. Actually, I haven't even worked the counter in months now. It's great. Um, so great. I'm happy that I have a, he and others that are just really handling the day-to-day and I'm here to support and answer questions and working on the business now instead of in it. Yeah. So thanks. And so as you navigated um, bringing him in and doing that fishing expedition to see if he was potentially interested um, with him only being there a year, what were some of your thoughts and what were some of your challenges in thinking about some of the other employees that you had? Yeah, definitely. Then, I, I have yeah. being that he was, is, is the new person that I, I had, some fear that certainly the uh, the manager who's been my operations manager for seven years would uh, get his hackles up and uh, it and it, there's been some communication he is aware that this is taking place there was um, communication with him whether he wanted to potentially be part of this as well he was offered to him and he is not going to um, not not a path he wants to go on in his career he's happy where he's at but there has been continuing communication because I know that there's still the resistance, like this guy's going to become my boss. And so we've talked about the org chart and how certainly for the next three years, we'll keep it as it is. And Zach is fine with that. So we'll keep it that those two work side by side. One runs run side of the business and one runs it. One is in the front and customers and handling all of the transactions and, and the other gentleman that's been here much longer oversees the equipment and uh, all of the servicing and maintenance and helps me purchase the equipment. So, yeah, I think it's that it, it took a little bit of communication and I'm sure we'll have many more conversations of making sure everybody's happy. Um, the rest of the staff at this point is not aware of this change coming up, but we're about to have that conversation. Uh, we just needed to solidify that we had everything ready and we do. So. Congratulations. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. There That's was exciting. a change well, of banks in the middle of it. So uh, you're aware of what happened there, but he, he was going to come in at a higher percentage. And then that bank that he had been working with for three months came back and they basically wanted me to coat borrow and put that business against his loan. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm the person selling, not, uh, not covering the business further. So he uh, went to another bank, went for a smaller percentage, which was fine with me. I said, I don't care. I mean, it's the same. We're going to be partners here. And um, so he is that in, in 10 days got what was handled over a three month period with this other bank. So 
And thankfully to you, you had said, go find some other banks. So I told them that day, I said, go out there and talk to some other people. And it came together really quickly. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, um, you run into, I, I call them roadblocks. You run into roadblocks and um, figuring out the best way around them uh, is really important because these transitions, they don't just completely come off with no issues. Uh, right. They don't. And um, people give and take and navigate and do all of the different things to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I'm very I, you know, we, until the money's in the bank that I still, it's, you know, it's up in the air at the moment, but um, we are still hoping to be on track for January 1st, which of course it's mid December now. So, um, but yeah. And then I know that even the transition afterwards will continue to have its ups and downs and arounds as we figure out the next 36 months. And, I listened to your um, podcast the other day and sort of the transition, the five things to keep in mind. And that was just a great thing for me to go, okay, yeah, going to need that patience and, you know, in trusting them that, that they'll make mistakes and he'll make mistakes and I have to let that process go. And so that, that was a really good reminder to me. And as we change things over here a bit. That's awesome. Yeah. So one thing I think or that came to mind for me when you were talking about um, navigating other employees, you have a new employee and an employees, you know, employees that have been there for quite some time and owners very typically walk into thinking about a transition and start to worry so much about who to include and who not to include. And with the assumption that everybody wants in everybody that, you know, Everybody's going to want into this wonderful thing that's ownership of this place. And um, I think that you had that, some of those worries too. Absolutely. And I, I think part of it is communicating um, to the other manager specifically kind of what this would, would be and what the risks would be. And um, yeah, and that was not of an interest to him. And I, I think, you know, I, I, my, Employees always think that, you know, you're making thousands and gazillions of dollars and, you know, they're only getting this amount and that. And it's, so I've, I've been pretty transparent over the years and let them know, you know, what, what numbers we've done in a month and that. So they, they see that, but also expenses. So, you know, when like right now we have a big truck in it for a $6,000 repair, you know, and that would, bankrupt many of my staff they'd be like what but you just say that's it and it's cost of doing business so you I, I let them know that some of the unexpected expenses that all of a sudden get sprung on me as well so yeah yeah so what has been your the one thing you have learned maybe the nugget and key thing that you've learned through this transition process because you've been at it for about a year yep. and are at this point now. And it's in our world, that's pretty fast exactly. to go from thinking about it to transaction in 12 months. Usually they're a little longer. People think they're going to be real quick and um, this takes time to go through. So yeah. So what, what has, what have you learned in the last 12 months or so? Yeah, I think that was um, just starting down the path and, the unknown of, again, what that sale would look like a year ago right now. And I assumed that it would be a, a outside sale to a third party and, um, and how that would look and everything. And so, uh, the, 
best thing that I've seen is that where I could see deal breakers, I had people wanting to buy my property all year, for instance, it's very, it, we've had a huge real estate boom and people think this property should be sold to people. And, I'm, and it was a deal breaker for me. Cause I'm like, no, the business is on this property and it's, this is a part, important part of it. So it was just getting the clarity of what, uh, as you have in your wording, which I love is what my next adventure looks like and what would work and what wouldn't work. And um, also that I, I'm comfortable not just completely being out, but it's certainly wonderful already having a much more balanced lifestyle. I'm gone from 80 hours a year ago and changed to like 30 to 40 now. And it's, I leave, I go, I come, I travel, whatever, it doesn't matter. So it's, uh, it's already, if it just stayed this way for a long time, I'd be fine, but I'm excited for the next 36 months. That's great. That's great. So when you look at going into the next years with your partner, um, what are some of the things that you think about that concern you? Or I know you're excited to have, you know, less time and, um, and those kinds of things in the business and have more freedom and more flexibility to do what you want. Um, what are some of your thoughts or concerns as you go into the next 36 months? I think for sure, initially it will be, how is that? We just said, we've already talked about it out loud, but how is that balance going to be with his title change? I mean, in his head that he's now this and I, how he'll be. And I just concerned that he'll kind of play a little bit above everybody and kind of become the boss over everybody um, versus working team. But I know that he is, he's a really good team member right now. And that I think he, um, and he knows the concerns of the one person that is aware of this change is about to happen. And once the rest of the team is in, so I think, um, yeah, it'll just, we're doing weekly meetings. Uh, we have our, uh, meeting every week and I bring this up in that as well as we're talking about day-to-day operations and that, but just that kind of, so I want to keep that communication open to keep that part of it. So, um, and then I am sure there will be those things that it, they'll do or he'll do that would not be what I would have chosen to do. And I, I'm, you know, I've been running this baby by myself for a long time. So I am sure I will be stressed at times about that, but I will have to trust the process and have the patience, like you said. So I think that that's concerning to me because I know that won't be easy for me. Yeah. I don't think that's easy for any owner to do that, to actually let go. And there's a big shift from own, operate, run to, um, mentor, teach, support. Right. Those are different skills. And, um, you know, one of the reasons it's my belief, but one of the reasons why I believe that business transitions fail, internal transitions, um, is because the owner lets go too quickly. So there's, and it's, it's in the book, but the goofy dance of where you're leading, he's following still because he's just getting started. And then there's the time when you're both trying to lead at the same time, which then you're really stepping on each other's toes. And then there's the time where he leads and you follow, but 
to go from you leading him following to him leading you following without going through that sort of messy time, um, which people love to avoid the messy time. Um, but what I found is there's not enough learning. And so you don't pass on the knowledge and the wisdom and even like that intuition of, gosh, we can't do that right now. Right. We'll have to park that truck or we'll have to do something else because that's not possible or yeah, no problem. And let's do two of them. Right. That would be a good idea. So yeah, that, that goofiness is hard. And I've already this year been doing that in sort of a relaxed way is like about any purchases we're doing or anything, just kind of making the decision with the two of them and him on other things by himself, but kind of saying, well, what do you think? How do, would you, you know? And so, you know, bringing that along um, and also just for me to start saying, I, I don't need to be the sole decision maker here anymore. It's actually um, nice. You know, there's that part of me is relieved because there's been a lot of times I've been sort of on, you know, on an Island by myself and I have phenomenal contacts through the industry and have for the 23 years been very, very involved with them from to help mentoring me to transitioning now and mentoring others. And, uh, but I love it. And I, that's a goal. I, a really big goal I have is to get him in that same network so that it isn't just me giving him ideas and things that, you know, when he has a question that he can reach out to other folks in the industry that will help. And our industry is phenomenal that way. We, we have peer groups, which I'm in one, putting him in one for this coming year. Um, so, yeah, we we just and then just colleagues that you get to know. And he's already part of our Young Professionals Network. So he's been to two conferences with that already. And so I yeah. think he's on track for that. And I think that will help a lot, too, is just realize I don't have to be the only one that's transitioning him. That's right. You're not the only teacher mentor, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. And having that outside input gives him the opportunity to take different information and put it together the way that he wants it yeah. instead of only doing it your way. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You know, when I got in this business, there was no Young Professionals Network. So I would have <laughs> loved that because I was well under 40 and this was a lot of work. And now I'm uh, going to be turning 60 this next year. And I, of course, still have my ways of doing things, which is now the old people's way compared to what these 30 year olds and 30 something year olds do and how they, how they find parts and equipment just is fascinating to me. They did everything they do is so different out of the traditional mold that we ever did. You know, you just went to John Deere and got your parts. Now they wouldn't buy it from the John Deere dealer for the life of them because it's twice as expensive. So they're out, you know, sourcing and doing things like that all the time. And um, so, yeah, so it's things like that and, and getting to know how the other young guys use our industry software and, in a, in a way that I just hadn't thought of. And, and I'm funny, I was the one that was very dynamic at that in those younger years. I, I haven't had paper in this business in over 20 years. We went paperless decades ago. And that was when I had a storage unit filled with old contracts. And I went, well, why do we need this? That's all in a computer. So, um, so I, I, I know that it's fun to see what they've been coming up with because I've always been into what's progressive, what's new things we can do and try. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Beth, I would love to thank you for being here. And I want to finish with just one last question for you is what one thing would you recommend our listeners and viewers 
think about or do as they start to think about their transition? Well, I'll give you a plug because I do think that working with the transition strategist has been really, really helpful to clarify it. And at first I, you know, I listened to your podcast and I was like, hmm, wow, I should just talk to her. And I, that's how I visioned it as it was going to be like a conversation. And at the same time, your book had come out and I, I read the book and I was like, oh, and then, you know, it was just an aha moment when I went, you can think you can do this after reading a book and I don't know if you're familiar with the EOS system, the traction book. You know, I've read, I've heard it on the audio. I've read the book and you can't just, it, it, to make that kind of a system change or whatever, it takes a lot of time and implementation. And that's where I'm really, really glad that um, we have been doing this path because I think on my own, I would have gotten all snarled and, you know, you get excited when you think one person's going to come in and buy everything, but then that doesn't come together. And yeah, so those, I'm just glad that we're, we've had this time and that it has been really fast, as you said, in 12 months. But I feel like the clarification from where I was at at this day a year ago is massively changed. Yeah. And I also, I mean, looking outside, looking in and you know me, I'm very transparent. Um, and direct, but outside looking in, you went through the, you went through your process. You figured out what you wanted. You went through the process of what you wanted. You stuck to the plan. You got through it quickly and you were clear with your successor and on what was required so that he could go do what he needed. And you could both end up at the end of this year together. And yeah. that clarity was what I think allowed you to do it with efficiency. Yeah. 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 Otherwise I think you might still be working on it and maybe looking at next year. So close. Yeah. And we, you know, there was a period there, as you know, a couple weeks ago, that's, that was the conversation I said, you know, we don't have to do this January 1st. This can happen whenever we find the right deal, what you what works best for you. And, you know, will work for me as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to be panicking if this doesn't transition by January one, it's okay. We, I, we put it out to do it January one for 36 more months, but you know, I've got flexibility and I'm the day to day stuff isn't going to be any different. It's just when your name's on the, the title of the business, quote unquote. So, uh, um, yeah. I think that's been, and we're still not there. I mean, maybe it won't happen on January 1st, but we believe it will. That's right. Best of intention. It'll happen yeah, with the right pieces in place. So Beth, um, again, congratulations to you and thank you. I'm so happy for you and you being on this path and nearing this transaction. So, um, yeah, thank you for being here and just enjoy your holidays and I'll be thinking good things about everything coming together by January one or early in the new year. Great. Well, thank you very much for having me. This has been a joy and I look forward to uh, being in touch much through this transition time and working with us through that as well. I know that's going to continue to be important and uh, I wish you all the best through the holidays too, both you and Lyle. Thank you. All right. Be well. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Transition Roadmap. 
If you are listening to this and you find yourself wanting to go deeper into these topics and start the process of putting together your transition strategy, I'd love to offer you a free initial strategy session with my team, where we'll help you to explore the future transition of your business. Head over to www.transitionstrategist.com to schedule a call. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Business Transition Roadmap.